0: you want your children to be when they grow up? Last week we had a Zoom call with our Fearless Mothers of Faith group and I asked a few of them a similar question. One of the moms says she wants her children to be resilient and self-reliant. Another wants her children to be confident in their talents and know how to use those talents to serve others. And still another mentioned how she wants her children to understand their personal mission for this life and to accomplish that mission. All of these things are great desires, very much worth striving for. But what's the method or the system or the path that they're going to use to help their children get there? It won't happen on its own. In today's episode, we talk about how the children and youth guidebooks that the church has provided us can help our children become all that they are meant to be. We talk how we can simply integrate this program in what we're already doing in our gospel study and how we can ensure that our children are developing their own unique gifts.
1: Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast, where our mission is to help you, the intentional parent, to teach your children in such a way that they can personally experience the power of Jesus Christ while still at home.
0: everybody. Welcome to the My Teaching Matter podcast. I'm Leslie Johnson, your host today, and with me is Lindsay Jensen. Hi, everyone. So, Lindsay, what are we going to be talking about today? The thing we want to talk about today is how can I use the church's new children's and youth guidebooks to help teach my family? Um, I love that question. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are wondering how to use this new program, and aren't really sure how it fits into their family or their schedule or what it is that they're doing I think so I think it's it's um I mean I think it's hard too because it came out it
1: came out last year right so it's not mm-hmm. so new but it was only like two months in when COVID hit so like I think right. we're just all um whether we've used it or not it's been very dependent on how the parents were and proactive and then it's I mean, it is meant to be for done as families, but our focus has shifted away from that new program into home church or other things. And so I think it's um, I think it's worth exploring and talking about this and and
0: bringing it back up. Well, and you know, Lindsay, for those of our listeners who are following us and who are kind of starting to use our transformational cycle and our themes, they'll find that this actually works really well with what they're already doing. So as I was kind of looking at it and studying it, I got pretty excited because I thought I could see how this can fit really well into what we're already doing. And obviously, we want it to be simple. We want it to be meaningful. Um, we want it to be you know, not have to spend a lot of time on it. And it does all of those things. So to begin with, Lindsay, I would love to have you share a little bit about what you've been doing this month, because I think it fits in well with what we're going to talk about how this children and youth guidebook works. And so start by just telling us a little bit about the theme and how you have been using it in your family. Yeah. So This month's theme, the
1: theme that we've been focusing on all month, is I can make a difference. And the idea is that I want my children to realize that they have the power to choose, the power to make a difference in their lives um, and in others' lives. So we started out the month by talking about spiritual gifts. um, And we talked about the spiritual gifts that each of my children have. talked about talents. We had a talent show. talked about... You know, we, Scott and I worked with our, our kids to kind of talk about different talents that they had and prepared them for the talent show. And uh, as the month goes on, we're figuring out how we can use those talents to help our family, how to help others. And the other thing that we focused on, too, is, is how God can help us use these talents to help others. Right? That, that we can't always do this by ourselves, but that we can, with God's help, we can make a difference. And so, one of the stories that we gave as an example, um, because as we're reading the scriptures, we'll, so we'll, we're using Come Follow Me as kind of our base, but but there are times when my kids want stories from the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're ready for a little bit more. And so, we'll go to the Book of Mormon, or we'll go to the Bible, and we'll, we'll bring out stories that, that talk about the same theme, that talk about these things. And so, for example, one of the gifts that we, or um, stories that we talked about last week was Nephi and how he had a talent for building things. And we talked about how he built um, a boat and how he knew how to make other things. And when God asked him to build a boat, he was able to use his talent of building things to go and do that. But at the same time, he couldn't do it by himself. He did not know how to make a boat and he had to rely on God to help him. But between God and his individual talent of building, he was able to build a boat and get his family to a better land, a better place. And so that was an example. That was a story that we talked about, how as God helps us and we use our talents to to help our family and to help others, like we can make a difference.
0: We can help. That is a great story, Lindsay. And I love what you had to say about that Heavenly Father can help us. So if you read the, the first page of this little guidebook, the children's guidebook or the youth guidebook, it actually says that. It says, And that's why I thought I wanted to focus on this month's theme, because as you listen to what the purpose of this little booklet is, it is exactly what we've been focusing thus this month for our theme. But he says the purpose here says, Heavenly Father has given you talents and spiritual gifts. He wants you to use these gifts and talents to be happy and bless others. He can help you know how to do that through the Holy Ghost. And so... You know, as you're talking about developing the talents in your children, helping them see and recognize what those talents are, and how they can develop those talents, how they can share them with others, how God can help them use their talents for the good of others. That is what this whole guidebook is a, is about. That is the purpose. Um, and that's the purpose of this life is to go into and, de- and to develop. Um, so Lindsay, let me ask you this question. How do you think your children have changed as they begin to recognize that they have unique talents for themselves and that others have unique talents as well? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. So, um,
1: one thing that that I see in my children right now is, well, let me back up a little bit. So one of the talents that my five-year-old, almost six, um, has or that we talked about her having was cooking. She loves to help me in the kitchen. Um, my other children don't have quite as much interest, but this this particular daughter loves to help me in the kitchen. And so we talked about that, how she has this talent for cooking. And so we, um, she decided that she wanted to make cookies for our talent show. And so we practiced once and I kind of, I actually, I made a little book that she wanted to make no bake cookies. And so I made her own little book that like showed the pictures because she can't quite read she can read like a little bit, but um, anyway, it shows like all the pictures and the steps of what to do. And so I showed her and we did, work, did it together once and then she did it almost completely by herself the next time um, for the talent show. And I've seen her more than that, like come and help me even more often. And like, it was so nice to be realized like, wait, we're making cookies, but I don't have to like, I don't have to make them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i don't have to be the one that's doing this and i see her take a little bit bigger of a role or like this morning i was making pancakes and and so she did not all of it i still had to help her because we haven't done it quite enough for her to to know but um but she was doing significant portion she was really enjoying just being there and i see like i just see her more come in more and help more and i see while it hasn't quite taken the burden off of me i see it i see how it can soon, right? and that's really cool for me as a mother to realize, okay, by me taking the time to help my children identify these gifts, they are, they're improving and it's taking burden off of my shoulders. And that's really encouraging. Um, here's another example. And this, I guess, has less to do with the talent show itself, but um, my oldest daughter, we, well, our family's getting ready to move right now. We're just moving across town, but um, but we're, we're moving so there's been a lot of packing, a lot of cleaning, a lot of, a lot of things. And I told my kids one day, they were really good helpers. And the next day at, during scripture study, I said, Hey girls, I just want to let you know how you made a difference yesterday. I saw you guys start cleaning the walls all by yourself. You went through and you cleaned all of the light switches all by yourself. And I saw you go and pick up all the trash that was in the backyard that had, that we hadn't, that we had missed earlier. And I saw, anyway, and I like pointed out different ways that they had helped and The next couple days, like they've, they've pitched in even more, right? They have really stepped up to the plate and being willing to help our family as we get ready to move. And that has been really fun to see. It's been really fun to see them realize that they can make a difference, that even though they're young, they have an impact on our family. Right now we're focusing on our family. I hope that soon, particularly right after we move, then we'll have a little bit more capacity to look outside of our family. But right now... They are helping our family. They are making a difference in the stress of this move and of what we're doing. And that's been really fun to see them kind of take that on.
0: So, Lindsay, that's a great story. And I love the ways that your your children are learning and growing. And so in this, again, that brings me back to this little booklet, this youth or, or child or uh, children's booklet, guidebook, I guess is what it's called. But this booklet says, it tells them that the Heavenly Father has a plan for them or a purpose. It says your heavenly father and his son, Jesus Christ, know you and love you. You are an important part of their work. You can help make the world better. And I think that that's exactly what you're showing them. You are showing them that they have a place in this family, that their work makes a difference in this family, that their talents are appreciated in this family. And that's why the family unit is so important, because they can learn these things and experience these things in a family unit. And so then when they hear that they can be part of God's work, when they hear that he has a plan for them, when they hear that he wants them to uh, help him with the, the work that he has to do, They're like, yeah, I can do that. I, I've experienced that. I can be a part of something bigger than myself. I can be a part of a community that makes a difference in the world. And that is, is what I believe we want our children to become. In fact, just the other day, as we were having our little, um, zoom meeting with our, some of our fearless mothers, um, I asked them, you know, what is it that you are hoping for your kids to, to learn this month? And, one of them says, you know, I really want my kids to um, be self-reliant children, that they're resilient, they come back, that they know that that they can do hard things. And someone else said, you know, I really want my kids to be confident in knowing what their talents are and then connecting those talents to, to serving others. And s- another mom says, you know, I really want to look at how each of us come with a personal mission to fulfill that God sent us here to to help do his work and that uh, we each have a personal mission and these are great things that we want our children to to know and to develop and to become but what's the process to help you achieve that how do you help your children become self-reliant? How do you help them become confident in knowing that they have talents and wanting to serve others? How do you help them know that they have a personal mission and that they can be a part of God's mission here on earth? That's a little bit more tricky. Um, you know, go ahead. You no, know, Mom. Um, I
1: love what you've said. I think you're exactly right. As you're speaking, one thing that came to mind was that that our family it was about this idea of family culture right that you have to have a strong family culture if you want a strong family if you want children who can stand for truth and righteousness even when everything else is falling apart around them like you need to have a a culture they need to have a culture that they can identify with and um as you talk about this i mean i think that's one of the ideas of this culture right is having um a culture where you're appreciated and where, like, I remember growing up, and I felt like you guys did a great job of that, where my talents were appreciated. You guys appreciated me for the things that I would do. And when I got to college, um, and since then, like, I have been able to do a lot because I already know that, that I could make a difference, right? Because you guys identified and helped me understand how I was making a difference at home. I think you're exactly right. Then I was able to look bigger and better and say, I can make a difference elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that it starts at home and there are certain things that we can do to help teach
0: that. Okay. So Lindsay, I think the question then is, um, yeah, we want all of these things for our kids. We want our kids to be all of these things, but then the question of how do we teach that or how do we help them become that? That's another matter, right? That's a little bit more difficult of a question. Yeah. So, I want to propose that this um, Personal Development Children's Guidebook, that's what it's called, it's called Personal Development, um, this guidebook can help us and our children become who God wants them to become. So, as I was preparing for this podcast, and I was realizing all of these amazing things that, that can happen, and... That if our kids understand these certain things that just like you were talking about, they just, they have this knowledge or this, um, it is, it's almost an innate knowledge that they can do these things and become these things that they want to be. So anyway, I was, I was preparing for this podcast and my thoughts went back to last week's podcast where we had talked about anxiety and depression and some of the challenges that our youth are faced with. And the thought struck me that I wonder if more of our children understood some of these things that we're talking about, some understood who they are and whose they are, and that they have a plan for their life and that they can um, make a difference in the lives of others and that they were part of something bigger than themselves. Would it help put away some of their fears and some of their anxieties and some of their depression? I don't know that yeah, there's I an think answer to I, that.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there is. I think, I think that in all honesty, it does help. Um, I think it's hard to say that that's the only reason, right. And to say that the depression and anxiety goes away. I don't, that's not how it works, but, um, but I think it does make a difference and I think it does help. And I mean, like I can give a a quick little example right now is, and it has to do with with this idea of us getting ready to move. We right now is, it's kind of a tough, like as we, as we've tried to figure out where to move and what we're doing, like there's a lot unknown. There's a lot unknown, and we are facing a lot of confusion right now as we mm-hmm. try to figure out kind of long-term plans because we're not sure that we're we're where we want to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the location, the the job, the the things that that they might be and they might not be. We're not sure. There's a lot that we just don't know and that we need to to figure out. Um, and there's been a lot of confusion and anxiety on our end, not like just from not knowing what's coming up and from the stress that comes from. From all of these things happening, and I have to hold on to that hope that God has something for us, right? I've had some some specific revelations or different in, impressions that I've had. Impression, I think, is a better word. I've had very specific spiritual impressions that um, there's something coming that we need to be like that. We need to start preparing for something different for our family, and we don't know what that is, and that's stressful. But that hope and that knowledge that God is there and that he is going to help us that i can receive those answers to my prayer even if they're not as clear as i would like them to be that i am receiving little by little the inspiration when i need it that gives me hope and it gives me a clearer picture of what we can what we can do and what my family
0: what my family can do and become so it reminds me of just an experience that i had just a day or two ago so i was out riding my bike and i've got this Wonderful, amazing bike for Christmas that, um, is like a mountain bike, but it's like electric. So like old people like me can use it. It's like amazing. <laughs> it's so fun. But also just after Christmas, I had hip surgery and I am still dealing with some complications from that hip surgery. And so I haven't been able to ride it as much as I had wanted. But the other day I took it out for a ride and I was riding on this dirt road and I was a little nervous because it's been a while since I've been on my bike and my hips not quite the way it should be. And I, so I'm just a little bit nervous about this. Um, and I'm just focusing really hard on the road and looking for every dip in the road and every rock and every soft spot where I could maybe slip. And I found myself just tensing up and really not enjoying my bike ride. And I, I thought, this is, this is crazy. And I says, I told myself, you know, stop looking right in front of you. Look down the road a little bit. And I found that as I took my eye off all of the small little possibilities of things that might hurt me, all those little dips in the road and all those little rocks, um, and I just focused far enough down the road that I could see the bend in the road or I could see that, um, you know, that there was a turn coming, um, and I focused on the general direction of where I was heading. And I wasn't worrying about all the small things that might trip me up. I wasn't I wasn't nervous anymore. And I began to enjoy my bike ride. And I found that um, all those little dips and valleys um, were meaningless to me. I just kind of rode over them without even noticing them. And I think sometimes that's like life. Sometimes we get so caught up in all the small little what-ifs or, gosh, you know, what What could happen here that we f- forget just to have that faith and to look down the road just a little bit further so that we can actually enjoy the journey and enjoy life. And so that's kind of a little side note. So let's wrap back around and come back yeah. to this guidebook. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have something you wanted to insert there? Well, I
1: just was going to say that I think that, that's that's really important. I really like that. And I think that that's a good example of what we're going through right now. Because our like, there are certain things in our life that are very uncertain right now. And when we focus on that, we do get stressed and overwhelmed. But when we start looking further ahead and we say, no, God has a plan for us, like figuring out what we want and where we're headed, it becomes a lot more interesting and a lot more, more faith-filled and less fearsome. And I like that. And I think, but it takes effort to lift your eyes and to do that. And I think that that's the purpose of the guidebook, right? It's to help the children and the youth look up. And start thinking, thinking more down the road, right? Start paying attention to where they're headed and not just living
0: day to day. And that's the whole purpose of this guidebook, right? Exactly. Exactly. Is that we want to look, who am I going to become? You know, working on those things that take us directionally where we want to go and who we want to become. And this guidebook is the resource that the church has given us as parents to help us with our help our children to learn and grow, to become the people that Heavenly Father knows that they can be. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, it's new. I think that many of us are not using it to its full capabilities. Um, But I think part of that is just because we don't really understand how to use it or how it can change us. Um, But as I was looking back through it again, I was struck by what they call um, the pattern of growth cycle that they use. And it's really basically the same thing as our transformational cycle that we talk about. But the difference that I see between these two cycles, the transformational cycle and this pattern for growth cycle, is that we use this transformational cycle as parents to help create experiences for our, our children, to help teach our children the gospel. And this pattern for growth cycle that is used in these little books is to help individuals choose their own experience and learn from them. So what was so cool to me about this is I thought this is perfect because you don't you start even using this booklet until you're 8, until you've been baptized and you turn 8, and then that's when you can start using this. And I thought that's perfect. Up until the time of 8, we are still teaching our children these principal principles of the gospel, and not that we stop when they're eight, but at the time they're eight is a time to begin transitioning to helping them take more accountability for their own actions and more accountability for what and who they are becoming. Um, And that's what this guidebook does. Um, I love that.
1: I love that. And I think that's an important distinction because I hear all the time people are like, well, what do I expect of my five-year-old? What should I be teaching my toddler? What should I be teaching my five-year-old? What should I be teaching my eight-year-old? Right. And I think that what you've just identified is excellent, like up until they're eight, like it's up to you. Like you're helping them learn and develop and you're trying to help them go through. I mean, the transformational cycle is powerful. You're trying to help them go through that transformational cycle. And once they turn eight, I loved how you use that word too. It's not that they all of a sudden can do it, but at that point, that's the time when you can start shifting the responsibility and start moving a little bit and helping them do it a little bit more on their own. Um, anyway, I just wanted to highlight what you said because I felt like that was really important.
0: Right. Well, and then you'll notice that there's the children guidebook for your primary age kids until they're 11. And then once they go into young men's or young women's, then they start their youth booklet, which is a little bit even more um, individual. So the, the, the children's book mom and dad still have to help, you know, you're still guiding them, you're still going through the process with them. But then, um, as they learn to do that themselves, then once they become a teenager, then it's even more um, up to them to continue the pattern of transforming themselves or growing themselves. And so it really is a neat um, resource that we have at our our fingertips but Lindsay, let's, for those of our listeners who might not know what we're talking about when we're talking about the transformational cycle or this this uh, pattern for growth cycle, can you step us through really quickly the transformational cycle? And then I'll try to tell us how that transformational cycle relates to this pattern of growth cycle.
1: Sure. So the transformational cycle is, is you start with an experience. The idea is that when you're teaching, you're not teaching for information, you're teaching for transformation. Right, so the idea is that you want to help your children change because of where you're headed. And so you're you actually the very first step is to know how you want your children to change or, or having a theme. So that's why we encourage monthly themes. Um, but within the, the cycle itself, the first thing that you have to do is start with an experience. And that experience could be usually it's a lesson of some sort, like a, an object lesson. Or an experience they have at home, just kind of an everyday experience. It could also be as simple as a story, but somehow you have, you have some sort of experience together that sets the stage, right? That, that will help them start to understand where you're headed. So you have this experience. The next step would be to remember that experience. And so you ask your, your kids what happened. So here, maybe I, maybe I can put some examples with it. So right now, as I'm teaching my children, we are talking about how we can make a difference, and we're doing talking about talents and spiritual gifts and those kind of things. And so our experience that we had as a family was a family talent show, and so we had that talent show that we did together. The next step would be to to remember, and so you want your children to remember that experience, that talent show. And so you ask them questions that help them remember it. Um, What did you do for the talent show? right? How did you feel when you did that? And when everyone was, you know, when everyone ate your cookies that you made all by yourself? Um, How did you feel when grandpa says he wished that he could have tried them? So you're going to, so you help them remember it. Remember what they did. The next step is then to personalize it and to say, okay, what, why does that mean to you? You know, how, how did you feel when that happened? Why, why is it important you, to you? Why is it important to you? Yeah. Why? Why is it so fun for you to be able to be able to cook all by yourself without my help, right? Um, and do you have them personalize it? And then the next step, and this is this is really important, is where you encourage them to to change or to act on it. So, what if you if you felt that way making those cookies almost by yourself now? What are you going to do? Later, next time that you want to make something, well, I'm going to do it by myself. Or, you know, or maybe the question is, um, what would be a good question? So, like, if you're wanting your kids to start to, to help others, right? Then you can say, okay, what? Remember how you felt when you were able to share those cookies? How did it make your sisters feel when you shared those cookies? Well, what about your friends over there? That they, they they're having a rough time. They have they're they're doing some hard things right now. How do you think they would feel if you were to help them? And what can you do to help them? Right? And the idea is that that she could choose if she wants to make cookies to go give her friends. Um, and so you invite them to act. And then when they act, that's when you go back to that experience, that the that acting, that's giving their cookies to their friends or cooking all by yourself, then gives them another experience upon which you can draw and you can remember that experience. Okay, how did your friends feel when that happened? Or what did you do? You know, How did your friends feel? What are you gonna do next time that, that someone's struggling? Um, and you can kind of you go through that cycle again and again where you have an experience, you remember it, you personalize it, and then you invite them to act on it, which then leads to another experience that you can remember
0: and personalize and then act again in the future. It's perfect. And so the, the thing of it is, is that lots of times um, when we are teaching for information, we stop after the experience. We have an object lesson, we have a lesson, we have a story. And then it's done. But the power of these cycles is if you continue that cycle and help them connect the experience to what it means to them, help them to remember that experience and to know why it's important, help them to apply it to themselves. Well, yeah, we I made cookies, but what did I learn about making cookies? Why is it important for me? And then you invite them to, okay, so now that you know how fun it is to make cookies, and it feels makes you feel so good, how do you think it would make somebody else feel if you were to take them cookies, okay? And it's that, those following steps of that cycle that really help the child transform, helps them really connect what they're doing to how they want to change. And that's exactly what this um, guidebook for our children is doing. So they have what they call the pattern of growth. And it's basically the same the same cycle, except because they're working on it from an individual perspective and not a parent trying to teach a child, is a child growing on their own, discovering on their own. They start at what at the personalization stage, so they call it the discover phase. What does your child want to do that's meaningful to them? What how what do they want to learn, or what do they want to change about themselves, or who you know what is it that they want to work on? So they kind of start at that personalization stage. Once they've chosen something, then they have to make a plan on how they want to accomplish that. And as parents, using the transformational cycle, we would call that the invitation stage. So once they've, they've gone through this experience and they learned something, and was like, okay, so what do you want to do about it? Well, that's the same thing that, that they're working on. It's okay, so now uh, I want to do this. How am I going to do it? What am I going to do to make this happen? So then they get a plan in place. After they've got a plan in place, then they move to that act stage, the part that you were talking about, how the the acting is really where a new experience happens, where they can start to understand things um, from their experience. So, So now we're back to, in our phase, we're back to the top of the experience stage. They have a new experience of acting on their plan, and they're learning from that. And after they act, then they have to reflect on it, just like we reflect on... After experience, they do as well. So um, it's basically that same cycle of taking these same principles, these same four principles, and connecting them together to really have a powerful changing effect, transformational effect, um, whatever you want to call it. But that is the same process in either one of those cycles. Um, so, Lindsay, um, you... Evelyn your oldest daughter just barely turned eight and you're just starting this process of of teaching Evelyn to learn and grow for herself so what insights do you see about how this program could benefit Evelyn and um and how you might see that working into your family um, teaching
1: yeah so at the beginning of the year we and the, and the primary helped host this um, but Evelyn att- and in and Scott and I attended a a thing where we talked about this um, children and youth program. And Evelyn at that point in time made some different goals. And anyway, so she, she has made some goals and she has accomplished a few of them. I'm trying to remember what they all were. I know she's accomplished at least one. um, And she's working on a couple more. There's one, I can't remember what it was anyway. um, But as you were talking, I realized that. So like one of her goals was to teach a lesson a family home evening lesson, and she did that, and she did awesome. But I'm sitting here realizing that we never reflected on it. Like we didn't do that next stage. So like, I need to go back with her and go and reflect on it. Um, about how that lesson went and what she learned from it and what she would do differently next time. Um, and maybe have her do it again. Um, uh, because the point is not just to teach one lesson, but it's to become a teacher, right? It's to or to internal and and to internalize the gospel. Both of those things. And so. Um, so that's one thing I think another one of her goals that, that she created all by herself was that she wanted to read the book of Mormon by the end of the year. And so she has every night, um, been reading the book of Mormon and I have been really proud of her as I've watched her read it. And I think she is in Mosiah now. I think she's in the middle of Mosiah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's done awesome. And I have loved watching her her do that and understand what she's reading and and take that ownership of that of herself that's been really neat um but again i think that we should go back and and ask her about it reflect on it so she's been doing this now and this is a a year-long goal it's not something that she can just finish um until the end of the year but i think as we're going through it having her go back and reflect on it and ask her what she's learned as she's done this and what's working well and um how she's changing because of it i think that that's we're missing out on some important learning because we haven't gone back and reflected. And so um, that's, that's what we're going to do next.
0: (laughs) So I love that. So, so Lindsay, as you look down the road a little bit further, just like we were talking about, what do you envision as you see what's happening in your, your family now and you see Evelyn beginning to take ownership of her own growth? um, What hopes does that give you for the
1: future? Well, it fills me with lots of hope. Um, it gives me a lot of joy seeing her, her take that on and seeing how she want, what what she cares about, right. What she wants to learn and grow and do that is very different from what I would like to learn and grow and do, right? mm-hmm. um, and being okay that just because she wants to do different things from me, um, that that's awesome that she's going to add variety and joy and insight into our family that, that Scott and I couldn't do on our own. Um, but I see her I see her setting a great example for her sisters um, in that learning to grow in, the, in that learning and, and growing journey. I see her continuing to make a difference. right I see her having an impact on this family helping me taking some of the burden off me. Um, I see her helping her sisters. I see her making a difference and that's I mean that's what I want right That's what I want out of my children is that they can know how to rely on God, that they know that he's there, that they can use his help and their individual talents to to go and do what he needs them to do, to, to be the disciples he needs them to be and to be those yeah, those examples and those helpers that they can. And that's that's what I see happening as she continues, um, you know, as we continue to help her and as she starts taking more and more ownership then that just accelerates the process.
0: So, Lindsay, I think you've just... Um, shared with us the potential that these this way of teaching has for our families. And for me, as I was reviewing this booklet again, to me, it was just a second witness that the principles that we're talking about are eternal. The Heavenly Father knows us and he has a job for us to do. And as parents, it's critical that we learn these principles so that we can use them to teach our young children. And as they grow, we can help teach them how to use them for themselves. And so Just to wrap this up, let me just remind our listeners what those four principles are. In fact, Lindsay, why don't you just review what are the four principles, the eternal principles that we need to understand for ourselves and help our children come to understand?
1: Yeah, this one is that you have to experience things, act on things, right? You have to do it. Um, You can't just talk. You have to actually do and experience things. the second is that you have to reflect and remember and and think about what those things mean to you. Um, I, well, I mean, remembering them. And I guess the third step would be personalizing it. Why does it matter to you? What does this mean to you? And then the last step would be inviting our children, you know, or for ourselves, planning on how we're going to change and what we need to do to to have those new experiences, to have those new actions, to be where we want to be. Um, so that idea of, of experiencing or acting, second of reflecting remembering the third of personalizing and figuring out why it matters to you and the fourth of inviting planning and, and setting a direction that you can now um now work towards
0: yeah so those are the most the four eternal principles that are found within um this youth and children's guidebook that that you as parents can can it- encourage your children to do and to to learn from. And, and, and as we follow Jesus and to learn to become like him, and as we follow these eternal principles, we can transform and we can grow and we can become more Christ-like and become the kind of people that Heavenly Father knows that we can and wants us to become. And this is the pattern. This is the resource that God has given us at this time to help us to become that. And so I guess the challenge that I would like to give or the invitation that I would like to leave our listeners is to go back through that guidebook, to sit down with your children and with this new insight of how to make it work for your family, to um, choose one or two um, goals that you can work on with them or let them choose one or two goals that they want to work on that you can support them on. And, um, and then review your own teaching and, and make sure that you are using these four principles to help teach your own children because um, these are the principles that will really help our children change. And that's what we are looking for. Our teaching needs to be transformational. It can't just be informational. And um, this is the pattern of how to do that. And so I just extend that invitation to all of us to, to look closely at how we're teaching, to look closely at how we are want to change ourselves and how we want to help our children change and to use these principles to help us to do that. Um, so, Lindsay, do you have anything you want to add?
1: No, I love that. I think, I think you're right. If you're not, particularly if you have children old enough, if you don't have children old enough, um, it's still a useful format of things to be prepared for. But particularly if you have children old enough, go and either set those goals if you haven't, or if you have, then go like me, <laughs> and go with your children and go reflect on it. Talk about how it's gone, um, which will probably lead to setting some new ones or, or changing the ones you have. But um, I think that that's a great invitation. I love that.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Remember, your teaching matters. Have a good week. Bye.